Welcome to the Marvelous Post Blip Podcast, a podcast on all things Marvel in the Fangirl Zone. I am Mischievous Dave. I am Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve, and today we're talking about episode one of season one of Miss Marvel, titled Generation Y, written by <laughs> Bisha K. Ali, Adrian Alfana, and G. Willow Wilson, and directed by Adil L. Aribi and Balal Balala. That so was that easy for bad. you to say. Yeah. <laughs> So, initial reactions. We'll go with Sean first. Take it away, Sean. I liked it. I knew this was going to be world building. So, I went in knowing this. So, I am giving it a thumbs up because it was really cute the way they did everything, too. How we had stuff in the background happening and just, like, building the family dynamic. And we know how things started. Now, I will tell you, I have the first comic book. I do not remember how everything happened in it. So, I don't know how this was. Like compared to the comics, and I'm sure there's going to be somebody out there. But I am definitely a thumbs up with this. Definitely thumbs up. And for all those people out there that were like, "This is so diverse," and this is, you know what? Shut the hell up. Yeah. Oh, they had a problem with diversity. Oh, brother. Um. Yeah. Obviously, they've never seen the comic book. Right. Yeah. How could there be a Pakistani superhero? Oh my God. It's like you know what? Even the Pope took a picture with the comic book. All right. Go back and look. (laughs) So sorry. I enjoyed the hell out of this episode. (laughs) It was definitely a, I guess, a new spin. I mean, we've never really seen too much. I mean, we did get a little bit of Kate in uh, (laughs) Hawkeye, but this is all Kamala. So this should be a lot of fun. And yeah, I I can't wait to see when Miss Marvel and Kate Bishop team up. That will be awesome. That would be awesome. I want to see all the young Avengers. So, yes. yeah, I'm, I'm excited how this is kind of moving that way. That's a lot to pull off, too. <laughs> They'll do it. So I know we're not rating these, but if we were, I'd give it three out of five black sloths down. I, I, liked, <laughs> I, I liked it better the second time. My first impression was eh, a little silly, maybe a bit puerile, but grew on me. I really do like the family dynamic. They love each other and they, they can be disappointed by each other, too. So I found it very human. Yeah, I feel like it was really showing what a family is. And then when you have the different cultures and different expectations is the best way for me to put it from your family that I thought this was like, oh, yeah, that's kind of reality. Not necessarily the sneaking out part, but, you know, hey, that's another story. (laughs) So we get to meet Kamala Khan. She's your regular 16 year old girl living in Jersey City with a loving but overbearing family, a close group of friends, teenage angst. And problems. Big surprise. And oh, yeah, something cosmic is going to happen to her. Something cosmic. I don't know. That sounds so like dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> like we say it that way. But Kamala Khan attends AvengerCon, only to discover that she herself well, might have superpowers. Well, yeah, I don't know a lot of her background. Sorry, Steve, didn't mean yeah. to cut you off there. But is you suppose this is part of their family line and that the uh, bracelet just brings it out? See, that's what I was going to ask you guys. So I'm so glad you're there already, Dave. Are we getting to that, Steve? Or I think, no, we can discuss it. And I do think that, yes, it's probably been passed down through the family. I think mom knows something. Yes, about about grandma that she ain't telling. (laughs) Because it was like, snatch that thing back and go put it away. And talking about how... Like, at the end, Kamala says something about, you have the stories about Nana and her, like, over-the-top stories or her fantasies. So I think, yeah, Mom definitely knows something, 
and was trying to hide everything. Yeah. Yeah. Not going to happen. Too late. So Kamala loves Captain Marvel. I would say so. <laughs> yeah. Her bedroom is plastered with posters and clippings featuring the Avenger. And not only that, she's also finishing up editing a video wondering where exactly she is and what she's been up to. I love that whole thing. Yes, that was awesome. That was so cute. <laughs> Details about Captain Marvel have been sparse since she defeated Thanos. And even though Kamala's listened to all of Scott Lang's podcasts, Big Me, Little Me, <laughs> she's still got some lingering questions. Maybe some of them will be answered at the upcoming AvengerCon. It's the place to go to celebrate all superheroes, and Kamala can't wait to attend herself. There's just one problem. I'd say so. Her <laughs> parents, Muniba, a.k.a. Mom or Ami, and Yosef, a.k.a. her dad or Abu, aren't too keen on letting her go, and her brother Amir can't help but make fun of her for it. That's that's what big brothers are for. Yes, I mean, come on. unfortunately, I know that all <laughs> too well. <laughs> After Kamala fails her driving test. <laughs> that was in great fashion. Epic, epic fail. The great Randy Evans reappears again. Yes. <laughs> her mother chides her, telling her to keep her head out of the clouds and focus on the now instead. Things don't get much better at school as the guidance counselor, Mr. Wilson. I wanted it to be a volleyball. <laughs> Also wonders where Kamala goes when she starts daydreaming. He, too, wants her to be a little more grounded. Thankfully, Kamala's got two best friends who are there for her no matter what, Bruno and Nakia. Even though they did bet on Kamala failing her driving test, and Nakia is now $10 richer. <laughs> As the trio walks through the school halls, Kamala accidentally collides with Zoe, who they used to be friends with. However, since Zoe got like 80,000 followers, they drifted apart. <laughs> influencer mm, but still something. yeah but still maybe zoe would drive them to AvengerCon this weekend considering that kamala can't after school kamala stops by the circle q where bruno worked he's been putting the finishing touches on her captain marvel costume for the captain marvel cosplay contest and it looks amazing bruno even learned to airbrush for this However, the costume is missing one thing, but neither of them can put a finger on what it is yet. It should be something that makes the costume distinctly Kamala. Oh, he gets it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, arriving home, Kamala is greeted by her mother, who's got a package from their grandmother, Sana, a.k.a. Nani, in Pakistan. Inside is a bunch of jewelry, or as Maniba would say, junk. Pulling out a bangle, Maniba grabs it away from Kamala with a stern reminder of, that is junk. Yeah, a little too stern. What's up? Yeah. No time for this now, as Maniba and Kamala have to go shopping for Amir's upcoming wedding, and spoiler alert, Kamala is too short for every dress she tries on. <laughs> I like those spike shoes, should have got those. Yeah. With the days quickly ticking before the adventure comp, Bruno encourages Kamala to ask directly and nicely if she can go. Mustering up the courage, Kamala stands before her parents with one last-ditch plea to go, as she calls it an educational experience with a historical reenactment, a.k.a. a costume contest. It's the first time it's ever happened, and she doesn't want Bruno to have to go alone. <laughs> Typical kid maneuver. So oh, you yeah. want to go to a party at night? Is this a joke? Is Bruno recording this for the internet? <laughs> Which is something your parents would automatically accuse of uh, something like Alexa doing. Are you listening? Which yeah. is, of course, true. Yes. Sorry, I didn't understand that. <laughs> oh, shush you. <laughs> I'll ask you later. When Eva asked to which Kamala has to explain, she is very serious about this and really wants to go dressed as Captain Marvel, who has a costume that is too tight, which leaves Muniva in a tizzy. 
Regardless of how good her pitch is, no, Kamala can't go. This little hiccup is going to set Kamala back. Alone in her room, she stands in front of her mirror, admiring her newly done costume. Even though she strikes her best hero pose, something still feels off. They can't. They don't last long, and her parents quickly come bursting into the room with a surprise. She can go to the adventure con, but only a few conditions. For starters, Yusef is going to drive her there. They'll go inside for two hours, and also they're starting to wear matching costumes. Matching Hulk costumes. <laughs> that was really sweet, but I am ouch. Yes. <laughs> I, that was. And we'll get to that in one second. But I'm thinking, wait, you're going to spend how much for two hours for a con? That's all I kept thinking. Right. Because yeah. I know how much cons are. <laughs> and usually it doesn't start late at night. I mean, it'll go late at night. Right. But usually it starts pretty early. So I'm like, hmm. This is weird. This is like a little knockoff con is what I was feeling. But that's a whole other story. Yeah, we didn't see any stars there or panels. It was just merchandise. and (laughs) Everybody dressed up. Yeah. The way they were talking about it, I thought we were going to see somebody there. Yes. Uh, Yes. You know what? I want to know if any of the people that were dressed up like the various characters (laughs) were the stunt doubles. Yeah. Because that would have been perfect. Somebody's done that. Out at the San Diego Comic Con, some of the an actor right. who portrayed it went to the Comic Con disguised as a. Uh, Several actors yeah, yes. have done that. <laughs> yeah, that's and cool. it makes me mad because I think I've seen a few, and it's like I might have pictures. I'd have to go back, but but anyway, Kamala, after seeing her dad in all green, flexing like the Hulk, is flabbergasted, and she lets those emotions bubble over and out of her mouth. Yeah. Oops. There is no way she's going to AdventureCon with him dressed like that. Oh, and you just seen the hurt on the face. And I'm like, oh, yeah. like I felt for him because he was trying. Yeah, yes, he was. This but deeply hurt her parent. Oh, God, that was bad. That was so bad. But you know what? If you have seen some of those other costumes, it oh, wasn't yeah, that bad. I've seen worse. <laughs> but as Muniva made the costume herself. And Yusuf was clearly eager to go with his daughter. You just seen all of the hurt just go even. It was a deeper cut than it probably should have been. Oh, yeah. But considering her attitude lately and this little snafu, her parents both agree. You're not going to AvengerCon. And again, that hurt because she's like, uh, uh, you know what? You got a teenager. It's going to happen. Yes. <laughs> a hormonal teenager. Upset, Kamala heads over to talk to Bruno at the Circle Q in search of much-needed pep talk, which he happily gives her. How does she get out of the house so easily, is what I'm wondering. (laughs) He also has a surprise for her. He made her faux photon gloves for her Captain Marvel costume. Is he going to be, like, another super techie genius guy? I mean, that's what it's coming off as so far. He will be the tech guy for her. It's Another one of Bruno's invention that gives Kamala an idea. What if they use that voice-activated Zuzu that Bruno recently made for Yusuf to monitor the house so Kamala can sneak out to AdventureCon? It's a very long and complicated plan involving I heart Kamala shirt dinner. <laughs> Kamala's sneaking out and jumping out a window. Very gymnastic-like. <laughs> yes, superhero-like. <laughs> yeah. Bikes, buses, or as Bruno deduces, the new plan is to just take the bus to AvengerCon. <laughs> oh, hey, if it works, right? That night, Kamala goes in search of one last thing to add to her Captain Marvel costume and heads up to the attic for something that makes it unique to just her. Digging around in the old chest, she comes across some of Amir's things and also a handful of Avenger pictures that she drew as a child. Her artwork has definitely gotten better over the years. <laughs> 
Hey, if she was super awesome as a kid, that'd be a prodigy. Yeah. Kamala then spots the box that Nani sent over and opens it only to discover the ornate bangle inside, right on top, just beckoning her. Yes. <laughs> Kamala picks it up and studies it, and the light behind her flickers. Not thinking anything of it, she grabs the bangle and the sash and heads back downstairs. I feel like the sash is a big thing, too. Yes. Because they kept showing it. On the day of AvengerCon, things are going great until they aren't. Kamala's foolproof plan to sneak out goes off the rails almost immediately. After dinner runs long, her and Bruno miss the first bus, and then Kamala's bike is left behind on the streets of Jersey City. That's not going to be there when (laughs) Con's over with. But you know what? It's okay because Bruno and Kamala are on their way to AvengerCon. Picture the greatest celebration ever of Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, Ant-Man, Black Widow, Star-Lord, and literally every Avenger under the sun who helped defeat Thanos. That's AvengerCon, except they weren't there. (laughs) (laughs) Bruno and Kamala are mesmerized by it. The cosplayers, the merchandise, the photo opportunities. There's so much to see and do. Where to even start? To run wild throughout the convention space, soaking in everything until there's announcement that the Captain Marvel cosplay contest is about to start. That's when Kamala spots Zoe across the way, who also happens to be dressed as Captain Marvel. Who knew she was going to be here, let alone dressed as Kamala's hero? This is just enough to rattle Kamala, but Bruno reminds her that this is her time to shine, not Zoe. Kamala heads for the bathroom and changes into her costume. Then wrapped up in the moment, completely forgets the fall photon gloves Bruno made for her. Arriving by the stage, Kamala is flustered enough to suggest she go running back for them, but there's no time. Bruno insists that she's fine without them and points out that Nani's bangle is just as good. After some prodding at it, Kamala opens up the class and puts it on. Making a minor industry of disappointing people. Yes. Well, that's when things get weird for Kamala. A strange sensation comes over her, and she turns to Bruno and asks if he felt it too. He has no time to answer because they're busy ushering her on stage. However, Kamala still feels weird. Something is off. Flashing lights are too much, and she struggles to regain her footing, when all of a sudden, she's shooting hard light particles out of her hand, and the crowd goes wild. (laughs) No one knows this isn't supposed to be happening. Kamala is just as shocked as everyone else. She can't control the hard light coming out of her hands, and unfortunately for everyone, Kamala manages to hit a nearby giant Ant-Man head, just enough for this fourth that it falls off and begins rolling across the convention floor, destroying everything in its path. <laughs> Ant-Man's head crashing into what's holding up a giant overhang Mjolnir, and it comes swinging down with the full force of the God of Thunder himself and crashes right into Zoe, who goes flying. Hey, see, she could fly, too. <laughs> Still wildly unsure of why this is happening or how to control it, Kamala manages to blast enough hard light to give Zoe a safe place to fall from Mjolnir. In the ensuing chaos, Bruno grabs Kamala and the two of them hurry out of AvengerCon. I'm trying to figure out how Zoe got hit, because you know that had to be a pretty hard hit, and she's fine. Yeah, it's, like, it's, uh, it's a big comic, I'm sure I guess. that thing wasn't metal, it was probably paper mache. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kamala fall out of her window and grabbing that branch, and she was fine. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Everybody fall. Everybody's tougher now. It's back yeah. like when we used to fall off those really high playgrounds at. Yeah. And there was nothing under us but gravel. So, yeah, apparently. Everybody's toughened up again for these falls. Yeah. When you remember it in your adulthood, you're like, oh, I was fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Walked it off. Rub some dirt gravel on it. under my skin, but it's fine. Returning home, Kamala now has to sneak back into the house roughly two hours after she anticipated. 
Thinking she's in the clear, she climbs through her bedroom window only to find Muniba sitting there waiting for her, who scolds her and only a mother can. She never raised her voice. And I don't know if this was worse. Yes. I'm yeah, not, that's worse. I'm not recognizing you. Who is this rebellious girl lying to Abu and me? You knew that what you did tonight would betray me, and you did it anyway. It's like, oh, my God. When they started with it, you betrayed me. Yes. It's like, mm. oh, <laughs> start twisting that knife. It's time to stop fantasizing about being Captain Marvel. I wish you would focus on you, your story. Who do you want to be in this world? Do you want to be good like we raised you to be? Or do you want to be this cosmic head-in-the-clouds person? You can be both. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> After Maniba leaves, Kamala collapses on her bed, takes another look at her hand with the bangle. It glows. Cosmic, she whispers. Because we also seen a little bit of, what did you call it, the hard light come from under her foot to give her a boost up. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hmm. It's the only way she'd have got up there. Bruno was not going to be able to get her up. Right. Meanwhile, you know how quickly good videos spread from AvengerCon? Well, footage of Kamala's made its way to the Department of Damage Control, and at <laughs> first, Agent clearly brushes it off as a cosplayer with too much time on her hand. But Agent Deaver adds that she's never seen that power before, so clearly realizes there's only one thing to do. Bring her in. I was wondering who these people were, because I never watched the series, and I didn't recognize them. So I didn't know if you guys had recognized them from the series or not. Steve? No, I had not. Okay. No, so they may either. be new. New, no. new. I was w- hoping they were good guys, more or less, and not yeah. like <laughs> some bad guys. Like, oh, let's test her out. Well, I'm pretty sure they're not like Vought and the boy, so. <laughs> okay, well, good. Nope. Yeah, right. we're good. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to see her in Amber anytime soon. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> so we got some Easter eggs. Kamala Khan's hobby is adapted from the comic books. Yay. So we know that Kamala Khan is a Captain Marvel fangirl. The MCU's version is a YouTuber who creates an Avengers fanfic. The the idea is loosely adapted from the comics, and Kamala initially geeked out and told superheroes about her fanfics when she met them. In Ms. Marvel number 6, for example, she excitedly told Wolverine her Wolverine and Storm in space fanfic was the third most upvoted story I'm freaking awesome last month. <laughs> he was less than enthused, but he learned that the top story was Cyclops and Emma's Frost romantic vacation in Paris. Oh, yep. Yep. <laughs> this Marvel's episode number one even gives a nod to this memorable scene because one of the Kamala's videos substitutes Ant-Man and the Wasp for Cyclops and Emma Frost. <laughs> Watch that fanfic. Yep. Kamala Khan's fan art includes sketches of countless alien designs, but one stands out. Pinned to a wall behind Hawkeye, scattered among the pictures of different aliens, is a very familiar cat, Goose, named for the after Top Gun and introduced in Captain Marvel. Goose is actually a flurkin, an alien being whose mouth contains a gateway to a pocket dimension who even consumed a tesseract for a time. It seems Ms. Marvel knows Goose is an alien. Cool. Ms. Marvel Episode 1 is remarkably self-aware and using Kamala's fan art to rip on many famous images of Captain Marvel in particular and hairstyles. Later, when, yeah. <laughs> when Kamala suits up and strikes a number of poses that are typical of female characters in comics, notably one with arms on hips. Yep. She also seems to draw inspiration from Black Widow, uh, attempting to recreate Natasha Romanoff's stance in some promotional posters for uh, Avengers of Age of Ultron. I like how she landed outside her, in her mind anyway, how she yes. 
the landing. <laughs> Surprisingly, one of Kamala Khan's sketches even shows Captain Marvel in a costume she never wore in the MCU, her original Ms. Marvel suit from the comics. There, her costume was based on a Kree superhero Marvel's, except with a lot more skin showing and, weirdly, a scar. Ha, the scar. Yes. Readers were bemused, and in Ms. Marvel number 8, Marvel posed a letter with uh, one wit question. Where's a woman who wears long sleeves, gloves, high boots, and a scarf, winter wear, and all at the same time wear a bare back, belly, and legs? The Arctic Equator, maybe? Ha. This costume requires a few alterations. Yeah, I agree. Sometimes they get a little out of control. Artist degree has gradually ma- modified the look covering the belly and the back, and Kamala has recreated that outfit. Most of the sketches now show Captain Marvel in her typical MCU costume. There's one where she's wearing her United States Air Force flight jacket, too. Also in Miss Marvel, Episode 1 finally answers a mystery of what's been running since the beginning of Phase 4, when everybody seemed to know about the final battle in the Avengers Endgame. It seems Scott Lang has been doing a podcast, interviews in which he happily spilled the beans, even discussing the Infinity Stones, which Kamala describes as magic stones. He must have kept the same Marvel, same time travel element a secret, however, because Spider-Man, a far from home, revealed that everyone thinks Captain America is dead. Hmm. Yep. So, <laughs> speaking of Captain Marvel's hairstyles, they keep changing in the MCO, and Ms. Marvel's episode one pokes fun at this in a presentation of Avengers Endgame Final Battle. There, Captain Marvel blasts through Than- Thanos Sanctuary 2 and performs a perfect uh, superhero landing before flicking her long hair casually. The video then changes Captain Marvel's hairstyle, running through a number of different locks until it fixes upon the right one. It's interesting to note that even Kamala Khan doesn't know what Captain Marvel has been doing all these years, meaning that particular mystery is left hanging for the Marvels. Okay. I liked how they had, it looked like she was doing a fight club. And yeah. <laughs> like towards the end of that, it's like, she's on vacation doing fight club. It's like, what the heck? Yeah, what was, did she say, give a girl a break or something like that? Yeah. Also, Ms. Marvel's creators are all honored. Looking closely at the sign for Cole's academic high school, it references some of the key comic book creators who have been involved in the Ms. Marvel comics. G. Willow Wilson was the original Ms. Marvel's writer and her co-creator. Editor Stephen Wacker worked with Sana Amina to design the character. Adrian Alfana, Takashi Mizuzawa, and Nico Leon were the prominent artists associated with Ms. Marvel. Jamie McKelvey designed Kamala Khan's iconic costume. And colorist Ian Herring worked on every Ms. Marvel book from 2014 and 2021. And Joe Karmananga is a prominent letterer and worked on Ms. Marvel's books. It's good that these guys always get a little bit of nod in each one of these shows. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. totally deserve it. So, speaking of Mr. Wilson, hey, there was a Mr. Wilson next to Dennis the Menace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Khan. it's the same dude. Oh, sorry. You know, these booboo references just spill out. <laughs> Kamala Khan is dragged into the principal office where Mr. Wilson, who insists she should call him Gabe, attempts to drag her down. There's always that cool guy who wants to be the cool yes. guy. <laughs> I'm the cool counselor. Don't worry. You yeah. can tell me anything. My father was Mr. Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Character's name is an amusing homage to uh, Ms. Marvel's co-creator, G. Willow Wilson, who's run established Kamala Khan as a popular character. The scene includes an unexpected quote from Mulan, which Kamala herself comments upon. Yeah. She totally <laughs> I bagged. thought that was hilarious. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, Captain Marvel's Doctor Strange mashup really happened in the comics. One scene in Mrs. Marvel Episode 1 sees Kamala Khan imagine different variants of Carol Danvers. One is a mashup of Captain Marvel with Doctor Strange, an idea that actually played out in the comic. There, Carol Danvers became irritated at her vulnerability to magic 
and took lessons from Dr. Strange, even hooking up with him in a rather ill-advised rebound relationship. Oh, my. <laughs> Kamala's Asgardian Captain Marvel is basically She-Ra. Another mashup gives Captain Marvel an Asgardian aesthetic with Kamala Khan imagining her hero riding a winged horse on a rainbow bridge while wielding a power sword. She's essentially picturing Carol Daniels as a Valkyrie traveling the Bifrost, but the imaginary is distinctly reminiscent of She-Ra. Bruno moves straight on to picturing Captain Marvel as a princess continuing the theme. <laughs> I loved how we've seen all this in the background. Yes. Like, <laughs> I thought that was great because we've never seen anything like that thus no. far in Marvel. And we even get Sean's favorite, Marvel Zombies. Yeah. The Marvel <laughs> Zombies are one of Marvel's most popular alternate universe stories and they've already become part of the MCU multiverse courtesy of What If Season 1. That makes Kamala Khan's idea of a zombie Captain Marvel rather entertaining, especially when she basically pitches the whole arc, I will eat your brain. But I also have superpowers. Great. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Easter egg to Ms. Marvel's first comic book villain. Bruno and Kamala sit on a rooftop in front of a sign for Edison Electric. This was the base of Ms. Marvel's first supervillain in the comics, the inventor who used teenagers as batteries and remains one of her strongest foes. A part cockatiel character who was created when a cloning experiment went wrong. Wait a second. Wait a second. Yes. <laughs> the villain was part cockatiel? Yes. <laughs> oh, what could go wrong? Yes. Okay. Okay. That's yes, all I'm going to say is okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's not expected to appear in Miss Marvel, but gets a nod all the same. Now, of course, Kamala imagines a superhero landing. Deadpool mocked the idea of the superhero landing. And so it seems appropriate that Miss Marvel Episode 1, the MCU's most self-aware show to date, has a riff on them as well. When Kamala plans her escape from her house, she envisions herself leaping out her window, swinging on a tree branch, and performing the perfect superhero landing. The sketch accompanying this is labeled The Graceful Descent, with Kamala imagining that as the performance of a legend. <laughs> yeah, graceful, sure. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. It didn't quite work out that way, though. <laughs> First Avenger Con is held at Camp Lehigh. Where have we heard that before? Doubt it is the birthplace of Captain America because this is where Steve Rogers originally trained to prove himself worthy to become Captain America. It's interesting to note that it was also the birthplace of the modern version of Hydra because it is where Zola copied his mental patterns into digital form and masterminded Hydra's project insight. This sets up a theme running through the Avenger Con scene, a suggestion that fan culture, uncritically hero-worship concepts, and individuals with recognizing their subtleties and nuances. The idea is reinforced by the song playing in the background, The Star-Spangled Man, which accompanied Steve Rogers when he toured the U.S. before going on to the front. It's worth noting Captain America himself hated that particular role and would have probably shuddered had he walked into AvengerCon to that music. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like to have seen that, though. I think everyone I would have liked would to have see noticed Bucky. his backside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you see that one little book? Yes. And it had the You're Captain welcome. America butt. It's yes. like, oh my god, that's great. There are, of course, countless people at AvengerCon wearing cosplays of the Avengers and their supporting characters. Attentive viewers will notice diverse members of the Avengers and even the Guardians of the Galaxy, including Captain America, Drax, Doctor Strange, Ant-Man, the Wasp, Gamora, and Thor. 
There are also numerous dancing girls from Captain America the First Avenger and Iron Man 2, Servadora Majales, and a group of Asgardians. The most surprising cosplayer is dressed as Mabuko, complete with his staff. I miss Mabuko. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to watch that again. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would have been funny if you just seen, like, Bucky in the back, like, just walking past the camera, like, looking around like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been funny. But we're not done with Easter eggs. There's more. AvengerCon features exhibits dedicated to different members of the superhero team, including the Realm of Asgard and Things Hulk Smashed, which feature a tester strength machine. Really? The Things Hulk Smashed? Yes. Um, Is it (laughs) just everything? (laughs) There's even a recreation of a scene from Ant-Man and Wasp, where people are invited to be photographed being held in the hand of a giant-sized Ant-Man. Okay, I can't say that that wasn't cheesy, because I totally did that with, like, King Kong down at Universal when we first went. So (laughs) Dan's are dedicated to the likes of Groot, apparently known to this world as Mr. Tree, and Scarlet Witch. Hmm, I'm guessing the timeline is a little different with the Scarlet Witch right now. Yes. Naturally, Kamala Khan finds herself looking at the Captain Marvel exhibit dedicated to the Cosmic Avenger. And wait, I was talking about this just a moment ago. Yes. The America's Ass joke. One popular <laughs> scene in Endgame mocked Captain America as America's Ass. And Miss Marvel <laughs> Episode 1 riffs on this hilariously too, which we see Steve Rogers shows his backside when telling America, you're welcome. Miss Marvel really is refreshingly self-aware, even interacting with popular MCU memes from around the world, which I thought that was cute that they're pulling this in because you're acknowledging reality. I almost, it's almost Deadpool-ish the way yes, they're pulling stuff, really stuff is. in. <laughs> now I have to ask before I go on, when in her dream world, when she's explaining the plan and they show the bus driver, I'm assuming <laughs> the bus driver was supposed to be Stan Lee originally yes. had he yeah. survived. Yep. Yeah. Because they show him so quick, I'm like, that wasn't Deadpool, right? <laughs> like, I swear, I thought it was Ryan Reynolds' character yeah. for a second. <laughs> so that's not supposed to be anyone that we know, right? See, they need to put Deadpool in, though. Yes. They really do. Oh, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. <laughs> and him just, he didn't have to say anything. All he had to do was look straight into the camera and be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like do a head nod or something. That would have been perfect. Keep it up. And also, yeah. question for you two before we go on. I know they're supposed to start pulling in a little bit with the mutants. Don't you think that this would have been the time to be able to pull it in? Like to not say anything and show like something random in the background? Maybe they didn't want to go too cheesy. Right. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I was just wondering because I know that's supposed to eventually be pulled in. So we'll see. Maybe there'll be some announcements sometime this year or possibly San Diego Comic-Con, which would be awesome. But we'll see. Black Widow's Avenger Endgame Sacrifice is finally honored. The MCU has largely failed Black Widow, particularly in the aftermath of Avenger Endgame, where her sacrifice has seemed so much less than Iron Man's sacrifice or even Captain America's, the latter being particularly ironic given Steve Rogers actually used time travel to get his own happily ever after. I'm still going to say he happily ever aftered it with, with Peggy and then with Natasha. You never know. (laughs) Miss Marvel at least recognizes Natasha Romanoff's death as well. And one wall dedicated to Iron Man and Black Widow, which I thought was nice because you haven't seen that yet. Right. It's nice to see the world finally honoring Black Widow after the Iron Man murals and 
in Spider-Man Far From Home and the Statue of Liberty itself being converted into a memorial for Captain America in No Way Home. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know what? Give her her due. Sorry. Yeah, I think we learned one of the previous series that was kind of just covered up. Yeah. At least that's well, what my sister what, thought. I would yeah, say that's yeah. why Elena was so mad. So yeah. naturally, AvengerCon is packed with merch, some of which is available in real life as well. These include Avengers-related slogans, Asgard Pride, Fight Like a Girl, Bring the Thunder, along with the classics, I Can Do This All Day. Poor Rocket wouldn't be happy with being a stuffed teddy bear, you know, especially after Stark Build-A-Bear quip in Endgame. <laughs> Meanwhile, Avenge Tours offer trips to Sokovia, Wakanda, and upstate New York. Another of the hints that there's something quite dark beneath the hero worship and fan culture given these places were devastated in high-profile Avenger battles. Yeah. Supposed to visit a giant hole in the ground? Yeah. <laughs> Kamala Khan is horrified to find herself competing against her friend Zoe in the Captain Marvel competition. Well, her previous friend Zoe? Yeah. I don't know. Although she complains Zoe, Zoe's costume isn't accurate, it actually is very similar to one worn by Carol Danvers in the comics, and she wears it in a manner reminiscent of the Dark Avengers, Moonstone, who adopted Miss Marvel's identity for a time? See, I feel like the whole Carol Danvers, I thought that was supposed to like pull in with Rogue, but again, we'll get there eventually, I'm sure. Anyway, this is probably not the most surprising Easter egg in the lot. I really wanted to see somebody in the black Miss Marvel costume, like right. walking in the background, because I see that all the time at Con. Kamala's first use of her power ultimately puts Zoe's life at risk. Eh, do we think that was on purpose? Probably not, but you know. Un unknowingly, perhaps. But Kamala also saves her life. This is a gentle nod to her origin stories from the comics, where she's first seen using her powers to, in fact, save Zoe's life. The MCU has changed Miss Marvel's powers. Big surprise. Yeah. <laughs> Many believe that the studio didn't want two stretching people to appear in the same time, given they're working on introducing the Fantastic Four in the next few years. Uh, there's a bunch of overlapping powers what's yes. the big deal yeah okay whatever moving on still miss marvel episode one does contain an easter egg to kamala khan's traditional powers in the comic when she cr creates a construct in the shape of a stretched out hand it will be interesting to see how marvel handles kamala's power going forward and if they continue to riff off the comic riff not rip yeah. just so you know <laughs> what i said even as they differentiate themselves from them Miss Marvel Episode 1 post-credits reveal the Department of Damage Control is looking into the new superhuman. Initially a subsidiary of S.H.I.E.L.D., Damage Control clears up the mess left behind by superhuman. The post-credit scene features the return of DDC Special Agent Clear Lee from Spider-Man No Way Home. Okay, now now we know, because I yes. had no idea <laughs> who's taken aback at the footage. The comic often saw Camilla Khan at odds with the government, so it would make sense for damage control to become a reoccurring problem for Kamala in Miss Marvel going forward. I don't doubt it. Nope, not at all. <laughs> well, we'd Did love to hear your thoughts on each and every episode this season. Our deadline for feedback is 6 p.m. Eastern every Friday during the season. You can send your feedback via email or audio to contact us at fangirlzone.com. I was just thinking, I wonder if uh, damage control is going to help cover up all these things that she does in public so they kind of keep her secret i think it's very possible okay yeah i really don't know ms marvel that well so maybe they want to keep things undercover for a little bit we'll see at least protect her family from her yes <laughs> until the young avenger startup uh, yeah there you go 
So please review and rate us on iTunes and any other platform you use for your podcast with good ratings and reviews. It helps other fans of the show find us, as there are plenty of other Marvel podcasts out there. Tell your friends, and I hope you're enjoying our podcast. And don't forget to check out the other great Fangirl Zone podcasts. You can head over to www.fangirlzone.com, check out our contacts link for all the ways to get a hold of us, and that way you can tell us all the things we don't know about Miss Marvel, which a lot, just so you know. So you can tell us something, and we'll be happy to share it or answer you. We're on everywhere, Twitter, Facebook. You can email us. I don't even know what else we have. There's a lot over there. Just go check it out. And you can check out all the other Fangirl Zone podcasts that cover all sorts of things. Much like the Mudhorn Clan cast. My favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for this episode of the Marvelous Post-Split Podcast. I'm Steve. I mean, I come from a long line of fantasizing, unrealistic daydreamers. I'm Sean fangirl And maybe if I stretch just a little bit more, I'll get that cool purple step up. And this is Mischievous Dave. And I got hammered with a Zoe in high school once. <laughs> There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat. There is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the fangirl zone.